Yeah. So I hope you enjoy. But forgiveness is something all of us want to receive in one way or another, although most of us hesitate to give. Jesus makes it clear, however, that we can't have it <laughs> without giving it. And as believers, our relationship with God is restored and our um, relationship with our fellow family, friends and peers. And the Bible states that when someone hurts us, we are under an obligation to give to God to forgive that person. Matthew six fourteen to fifteen, as Jesus is very clear clear on this rule. If you forgive those who is what he's doing to it. For, for for if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Allowing no rooms for doubt, uncertainty or discussion for forgiveness flows two ways. We can separate receiving forgiveness from extending forgiveness. However, some of the greatest obstacles to forgiveness are the thought about what it is so um, to help you to realize what forgiveness is not may make it easier so um, it is not forgetting what what happened it would be foolish to erase the wrongs to us from our mind if we were to do so we would never learn from our experiences and would walk right back into the same or similar situation only to face the same disappointments what eventually be forgotten are the raw emotions associated with the event. When we forgive the terrible memories and feelings gradually reduce and go away. It is not restoring trust in the person. Trust is earned. It is something we give to those who deserve it. To blindly trust someone who has hurt us is inerasable. If a person is a thief, it is foolish to give the person the keys to your house. And if the person was, li was li like lies, you wouldn't be believing every word they say. We can forgive people from the wrong they've done without extending to them an op open invitation to do it again. It is foolish to trust and it is foolish to trust an untrustworthy person. It is not doing the person a favour for in Jerusalem Forgiveness is not required unless repentance is demonstrated and pardon is sour. I don't know. But Jesus raised the standard of forgiveness to a higher level. According to him, we are to forgive even though who, who remain unrepentant. Forgiveness benefits 
the giver at least as much as the receiver. So we extend it whenever or not the person asks for it. It is not easy to forgive. Forgiving is difficult enough. When it involves one-time transgression, it is is nearly impossible when the offence is ongoing. Such circumstances require an attitude of forgiveness, not simply an act of forgiveness. When Peter asked Jesus how often he could forgive, Jesus gave an unsettling answer. Well, Matthew eight eighteen twenty one to twenty two says Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Um, seven times? No. Jesus replied, Seven times seven. Just think about the mathematics of that um, statement. Can you imagine forgiving anyone even for a minor offence, 490 times, imagine having someone repeatedly do something mean or annoying every day, for example, at schoolyard, bullying, stealing your lunch money every day of the week for 70, for 70, wait, for 70 weeks. That's one year for four months and two weeks. As Jesus is asking us to do some, something that is almost humanly impossible and is often on ourselves, we don't have enough forgiveness to go around, but God does. So when, our limit, when we're limited resources run out and we are unable to forgive, we can ask for him to forgive others through us like the schoolyard bully. In doing that, we take one more step of obedience and allow ourselves to become a conduit of God's grace. Humankind is a sin. Humankind has a sinful nature. For example, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, the the fact that humans have been sinning against God ever since. But you can see God loves us too much to let us have sinful natures, not experience the greatness of God, God's kingdom and heaven instead of hell. As he provides a way for us to be forgiven and that way is for Jesus Christ. Jesus confirmed that in no the Father, except for him, wait. Oh. Hesitant decisions, I skipped the line. Hesitant decisions when he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except for me. John 14, 16. As the Bible, as the entire Bible points to Jesus Christ and his divine mission to save us from our sins, the apostle. Uh, the Apostle Peter summed it up like this. Acts 10, 39 to 43. We are witnessing 
of everything he did in the country of the Jews in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on the cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, but us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, he commanded us to preach to the people, to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of his sins for his name. This is not the only reason to forgive, but it tells us why we should forgive. And for it says everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins for his name. And um, forgiveness, is an at, forgiveness is at the centre of emotional well-being. It is fair to say that forgiveness cannot be begin until we admit our own failures. If we cannot do that much, we can neither give nor receive forgiveness. We cannot receive forgiveness without acknowledging our need for it. We cannot extend forgiveness without admitting that because of our own decisions, we have no right to withhold forgiveness from anyone else. For us being Christians, forgiveness, I believe, is non-negotiable as it is the very essence of faith.